This podcast has been produced and recorded on the lands of the Woiwurrung, Boonwurrung and Wuthering peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and welcome all First Nations people listening today. We acknowledge the rich history of storytelling and music within this culture. Hi there, and welcome to In All Honesty. This is episode one of season one of a brand new podcast in which we allow people to share experiences which society doesn't always find easy to discuss. There's no interviewer, there's no questions, there's no prompts. Basically, we send our storyteller away with a recorder to tell their story on their own terms, and then a composer takes those stories and adds music and song to them. I'm Gillian Cosgriff, and I have written and performed the music for season one. Now, because this is the first season of a new podcast, which is a little bit different to what you might be used to, I thought we'd have a quick chat to get a bit of background with our first storyteller, the wonderful Bert Labonte. Bert is one of Australia's leading stage and screen actors. He's worked all over the country, all over the world. And the story that he has to share with you this season is pretty incredible as well. Before we get into it, a bit of a content warning, we will be discussing stillbirth, pregnancy loss, fertility, and dealing with losing a child. In this season. You might also hear the occasional swear word. To speak those swear words to you, Bert Labonte. Hi Bert. Oh hi Jill. You make me sound like I've done some stuff. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> you've done some you've done at least three things. Three things. Um, <laughs> so um we've had kind of an amazing journey on this podcast. We started in very first lockdown way back in March when you had just come back from Perth, right? We really did. Yeah, it's been quite, quite ridiculous how this has all come about. We got together as a group of 12 people on Zoom um, with the wonderful Liza McLean, who's an Australian theatre producer uh, and a creator, and she wanted to work with a bunch of people, writers, directors, actors, musos, and create some stuff while we were just sitting on our butts doing nothing because we were forced to go into closure because of our industry, because uh, of COVID. And... Um, and this is where this podcast was born from. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So we had the 12 of us, uh, some of whom have never met still in person. I've never met some of those people from other cities. Uh, we met for 12 weeks every Wednesday night for a couple of hours, which was, I think, really nice too. It was just nice to have like a thing to go to when, you know, time stopped really existing in that first lockdown. Oh, and great for our mental health. Yeah, really very helpful. Um, just to talk to someone who doesn't live in your house. And um, you had written this very beautiful Facebook post in that first lockdown that I think a lot of people responded to. Yeah, I wrote a post about uh, my daughter and the post was just, it was like a, um, it was a bit of a story. It's a, there's, a, there's a story to it and the episode one will, will reveal all when you listen to it. So I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a little bit of magic within the story of the Facebook post that I speak of. And um, I thought the magic had disappeared, but actually it hadn't. And the, the, the Facebook post was put out online and I didn't expect, you know, anything to come of the, the response was a bit ridiculous to be honest, but I think it was, it was a real sign of the times that people just needed some sort of hope and some sort of magic and something to make them smile at the time. And, and then from there, this entire podcast was kind of born. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you wrote this post and I think a lot of us had seen it being Facebook friends of yours an exclusive club. And uh, <laughs> one of the guys suggested that we, uh, we try and work that, 
post into some kind of idea, some kind of story. And so I uh, have been toying with this idea of kind of using verbatim speech to create music, to use actual speech patterns and pictures. And so I got Bert to record me uh, this post, him speaking this post and telling this story. And I extrapolated bits of his speaking into that. And that's how I kind of created the music for this. And once we had done that, uh, the response was so kind of overwhelming from the group that we wanted to hear the rest of this story from Bert and um, the rest of your beautiful family. And so you went away and recorded a whole bunch of other stories about this experience, which is what makes up season one. Yeah. You recorded most of them in your car. I did. Most of them were in my car on my lunch break at my uh, my new job, which was in a tea factory um, because there was no acting work around. So a friend of mine got me a couple of days a week in a tea factory, which I'm actually no longer doing at the moment. Um, but it was one of those things where I could go out on my lunch break, sit in my car and record. And so some of the sound you'll hear is, is occasionally a bit scratchy and sounds a bit weird and you might hear machinery in the background. But um, that's that's when I had the chance to have a clear mind and be able to record these stories and, and sort of pour out the um, the rest of the, the episodes. And it was uh, strangely easy to do. And it was a, a real gift. And the gift sort of came from your music. In the first episode that you put up, you extrapolated some tunes and it was so beautiful and it kind of made my heart sort of burst and it made me realise that there was more to tell and there was more to do with this this thing, which is now a podcast. And here we are. So I've got you to thank really, Jill, because you kind of made this thing come to life and really sing, literally. So it's beautiful. So thank you. Oh, mate. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing this story. It's been a joy to work on and I'm I'm really excited for people to hear it. Uh, I know you want to say a couple of quick thank yous before we get into it. I really want to thank Liza McLean and Harry Prouse from Tinderbox Productions for just allowing us to do this thing. I want to thank uh, Mike McLeish, who's part of the 12. He he planted this seed in my head when the, the Facebook post first came out. So thanks, Mikey. We, we've got it up and running. Um, I want to thank the 12. You're a bunch of incredible artists and your support and your artistry and your love and care throughout this whole process has been amazing. And I also want to thank my wife, Amanda Labonte, and my boys, Felix and Oliver, who have allowed me to tell our story. And it's been a lot to drag up, but they've been really wonderful and supportive through this process as well and it's their story too so and to you the listener i really hope you enjoy this i hope you get something out of it and here is the first season of in all honesty it's called meg's story and the first episode is meg's and the mowing of the lawn as we have said this season deals with the issue of stillbirth so if this type of content is triggering for you you can always contact lifeline on 13 11 14 or head to lifeline.org.au Additionally, we've included some more specific resources around this issue in our show notes. So if you want to talk to anyone about anything you hear in this episode, you can contact one of those. Thanks again for listening. This is In All Honesty. Um, so this is a long one, but I think you'll, you'll like the ending. To be fair, it starts a little sad, but I, um, but it's worth it, I think. I think it's worth it. Uh, it's about almost 14 years ago. For those of you who don't know, um, Amanda and I had a little girl named Meg. Uh, she was still born. Um, it was a pretty fun time in our lives. That, you know, it's an understatement. Um,
After pulling ourselves out of, out of that initial sort of funk after about six weeks, uh, I decided to venture out and do my garden because it had just gotten out of control in the time that we'd been in this sort of coma of grief. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a mess. But after a, a whole day of uh, weeding and mowing, it, you know, it looked pretty great. It felt pretty good to have achieved something in, um, in that time, but, you know, albeit fairly trivial. It was about four hours later and it just started to rain, like good, solid rain, and there was none forecast, but that's kind of it's not unusual for Victoria. And again, three weeks later, I, I found myself in the yard again. I, I found that the, the mowing and the, the weeding was pretty therapeutic in the time. So later that night again, rain. And in my head, I'm like, how good, how good is this that every time I mow, the rain gives it a, a nice soak afterwards? You know, I tell Amanda this, and, uh, and I said to her, maybe it's Meg. You know, just a little, just a little g'day. And then Amanda bursts into tears, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, just shut your mouth, Bert. Um, but she responded with, you know, maybe it is. Look, long story short, for the next 13 and a half years, every time I mowed the lawns, it rained within 24 hours. It rained. Every time. And I, I have many, many folk who can vouch for the fact that this is not a myth. It's a fact. I had, no, had neighbours who actually once asked me not to mow on a certain day as they had organised a barbecue. They wanted nice weather, so I wasn't allowed to mow. It's not a joke. So I returned home on a Sunday uh, from Perth. This is about, uh, after five and a half weeks, this is about five weeks ago. Um, and I've come home into these sort of uncertain times, these, this craziness that we're in right now, and the garden was out of control. So yesterday I've, um, I mowed. I finished it around oh, 5.30. We had a lovely dinner, and we tried to forget the world for an hour, and it was great. Today the day went on, um, and rain looked likely all day, but it never came. When we went for a kick of the forty with the boys, it was, you know, it was certain that rain would come. Still, there was absolutely nothing, and I, I really thought that COVID nineteen, that shit name, had stolen my magic, had stopped my Meg's run. But it was about five twenty-seven p.m., and down she came, like right on cue. And Ali looked at me and he said, "What time did you finish mowing last night?" Ollie's mailed us, and I said, um, 5.30. And he looked at his phone, and he's 5.27pm. And he said to me, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. You know, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's, it's absolutely true. Like Meg's, she's our bit of magic, and I wanted to share just, you know, a little bit of magic. I thought that the magic was gone, but it's not. I hope this finds a place in your heart and it makes you believe too that things will be better.
Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit subscribe to hear the rest of this season of In All Honesty. You could also give us a review or even tell a friend to their face. As always, if you need to talk to anyone about anything you've heard today, you can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or check our show notes for additional resources.